This is Rewired Radio with Erica Spiegelman, addiction and wellness specialist, motivational speaker, and author, helping individuals, couples, and families regain a sense of control, leading to personal growth, wellness, and a more fulfilling life. Here's Erica Spiegelman. Welcome, everyone. We have such an exciting and fascinating show today. And I know a lot when we talk about addiction, we often focus on substance abuse. But in truth, there are many people that are addicted to behaviors and habits that can cause just as much damage uh, to their lives, just like drugs or alcohol would. My guest today, Catherine Townsend Lyon, understands this all too well. For years, she was addicted to gambling. And she calls gambling a hush addiction. Catherine is here to share her story, her courage, and how she was able to free herself from this crippling addiction and how she uses her experience to help others get on the path to recovery, even when all hope seems to be lost. Catherine, thank you for being with me today. I'm so happy to have you on. Well, I'm very excited to be here, Erica, finally. <laughs> yes, I We've know. We've known each other a while, but I'm, I'm happy to raise awareness and I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. And yes. um, let's raise some awareness about this uh, underground addiction. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I've been in this business for in recovery business for 10 years and and gambling um, as an addiction has come up many times with people. And, and it's a cross addiction to people that, you know, drop alcohol, then they pick up gambling or vice versa. But it, it's really difficult for, for others that aren't aware of, of how debilitating gambling could be, um, how much people suffer from it. You know, it's just it's it's like mentally and emotionally exhausting. So could you could you tell us a little bit about what your experience was like? And, and for those that don't understand gambling addiction, what it how it impacts your life? Sure. Um, you know, my 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 actual addiction lasted I would say around 12 to 13 years, and you're right, it's very exhausting. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, it's financially devastating. It destroys families. Um, mm -hmm. I was very lucky that my husband was proactive in wanting to, um, you know, share that um, recovery process with me. Uh, we both, when I went into treatment, um, we both uh, had... Uh, counseling together and also one-on-one. -on -one. But um, I always like to start a little bit with statistics so that people yeah. can kind of understand, you know, gambling really is everywhere. And, mm -hmm. you know, we don't look at it that way, but it's in our schools, our churches. It's, you know, where we shop, um, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, groceries. It's, it's really, it's everywhere. And um, you're and, correct. And yeah, can I just can I just just for one minute, just can we just point it out where it is because I I didn't realize this until I worked with somebody as I, I counseled somebody who had a gambling addiction that just when you say stores, people don't realize at CVS there's a lot of booth ticket right. machine right mm -hmm. at yeah. at Seven Eleven there's scratchers at yeah, school there's bingo night there's you know I'm right. just giving examples because people people don't know they're like what are you talking about and right. I'm like well, well no right now where I I live in Arizona right now but you know and and where I'm at there's loads of Indian casinos. Right, but, right. Well, but that, where right. I came from in Oregon, they introduced Kino, uh, which like uh -huh. in Vegas, you know, you sit, you eat, and you play some numbers. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they introduced that. So it's not just our traditional um, options of gambling, like going to Vegas, Reno, Laughlin. Mm -hmm. It's also in our states through their state lotteries. 
And for Mm -hmm. me, it was a downfall because they also introduced in Oregon around 1992, 91, 92, they introduced video poker machines. So Mm -hmm. it was, it was, you know, having that access, I could walk across the street, you know, but like in our churches, what do they do for fall festivals or, you know, Catholic churches, they do bingo, bingo for fundraisers. Right. Um, in Oregon, they were doing fundraisers to raise funds for schools, um, for the music or, you know, departments or, you know, the places that are always getting cut like sports and that. And what they did was they'd send them like $500 worth of scratch tickets. And then the teachers, the faculty are doing, you know, and the kids are all around watching this. Right. So we're teaching our kids how to gamble. You know, it's not just adults. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, what you were talking about earlier about, you know, problem drinkers. Um, yeah, there's there was just a study that came out and 2.9% of our adult population who end up having a, a, a drinking problem, it, you know, it's, it, it increases them developing a, a gambling addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, the annual cost of, um, and this is by the National Council on Problem Gambling, um, mm-hmm. Right now, the annual cost associated with gambling, and you have to take in consideration when the money runs out, they turn to crime, pawning mm-hmm. stuff, addiction, right. bankruptcy. It's $17 million, uh, billion dollars wow. that it's costing people. Right. You know? Um, Unreal. Yeah, it is. 15% of our Americans gamble at least once a week. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, and, and now there's there's access to gambling online. I have, you know, oh, I, I work with people... They have mm-hmm. online poker games and online, you know, and even games in general, just even Candy Crush and all these games. It's the gaming. Um, I think the brain. Let's talk about the brain for a minute. The way the brain, you know, gets rewards from this, you know, it right. releases do- dopamine just like it would um, taking a drug or, you know, eating chocolate. I mean, we our brain can release that from gambling. It gives people a high and um, it's a very addictive high. And I'm sure you could speak to that a little bit, too. Well, the high and the rush, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's part of trying to raise the awareness about this addiction. Currently, gambling addiction is the number one addiction out there, and this is over drugs and alcohol. It's Mm. claiming lives by suicide. Um, The number one addiction claiming lives by suicide. And I know that for a fact because I had two failed suicides myself. That is how devastating it is to a person. You know, know, we always say, you know, hate the addiction, not the the addict. Mm -hmm. And... um, for me, the rush and the high, that euphoric high, it's the same. We get the same effect like a, a drug addict or, yeah. a, you know, a, a, an alcoholic. Um, mm-hmm. But we don't have to take anything. We don't have to put a needle in our arm. We right. don't smoke anything or pop a pill. And so the public, you know, people who have never been touched or even have had any kind of an addiction, they can't wrap their mind around that. Now, you, you, you spoke about, you know, how we deplete, um, you know, our chemicals, you know, from this, the dopamine and the thing. Mm-hmm. When I first came, when I was first diagnosed, not only was I diagnosed with, you know, of course, gambling addiction, but I had undiagnosed mental health um, issues yeah. as well and probably had them since I was a child. Mm-hmm. And so the gambling, if it wasn't for my gambling addiction, I would have never been properly diagnosed with my mental health. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. um when I first came into treatment, I was placed on Wellbutrin to up my pleasure and reward, um, you know, part of the brain and the chemicals because they mm-hmm. were totally gone right, from the obsessive right. uh years of gambling. 
Yeah, the depression and, that comes with that too, if you're yeah. suicidal, right? Yeah, absolutely. And people don't, we don't realize what we're doing on the inside. You know, that's part of the hush of gambling addiction is, you know, it's not like an outside addiction where you can see someone stumbling or slurring their words. Right. You know, right. unless you're aware of the signs, um, you know, and when you are in a casino or in a place which I have been, you know, before, um, like going to a convention or whatever. A lot of places, you know, a lot of resort, uh, casino resorts have those, you know, at their convention centers or whatever. So I've been in there and I mm-hmm. could look around a room and tell you who's the problem gambler and an addicted gambler. Right. Just right. by the, 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 the signs, the body language, the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, what they're doing. And right. it's a very uncomfortable feeling for someone who is in recovery, you know, of course. Right. Well, let's talk about that. You know, so, so for a lot of people out there that are listening that, that have, um, an issue with gambling, uh, depending on, you know, where they're at with that, whether, whether it's creating horrific consequences in their lives or they're just seeing themselves spending too many hours in the black hole of Mm -hmm. online, uh, whatever they're doing. So, you know, I know there's a spectrum of people on this. So I, you know, I've been asked this before and, and I know when you are a recovered gambling um, addict and you're recovered, do you stay away from all games whatsoever? Like, is it, you know, because the pathways I would think need to be closed, just like Mm -hmm. alcohol addiction. Like you can't just have a drink here and I'm not a believer in that. Like you need to abstinence you know, right. is really helpful and key in the in the very beginning too. I would think. Yeah, well, you know, I do stick to the Gamblers Anonymous principles as far uh-huh. as what constitutes gambling, and that is anything that you're taking a risk or a chance. And you, mm-hmm. you, you we know gambling. You, you can't. You don't know the outcome. Anything mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is like that is constitutes gambling. Right. So you know, a flip of a coin. Um, sports pools, any of that. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, my husband loves playing those little Facebook games. Okay. Well, I don't play them because even though you're not, you're not like, it's not putting money in a machine, you're still, you, you still have the option of buying points, you know, coins yeah. and whatever. Yeah. So to me, I don't do any of that. Now, everybody's comfort level is different. Right. They say, right. you know, don't a tester tempt yourself, don't go into risky places and whatever. Right. But I'm right. almost 11 years in on January 29th of 2000. Congratulations. Thank you. That's so, you know, Wonderful. everybody's, everybody's recovery is different. I can, yeah. I can, like I said, I can go like, um, if we're going to walk through a casino or something, because I'm going to, you know, crazy enough going to a workshop or a convention or a concert, you know, right, a lot of right. places here in Arizona, you know, a lot of the Indian casinos have entertainment. You know, I'm in a, I'm in a, in a phase in my recovery where, um, I don't, it doesn't bother me anymore. You know, Mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. but not everybody has that, you know, um, that they can't be triggered or urged or whatever. And it's not like I do it all the time because I don't, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I'm not going to risk 11 years, you know, uh, for that. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, you know, it's everybody's preference. You know, we all come to addiction broken, but everyone's, you know, uh, yeah, heals on a different, different, sure. right. Sure. Um, so, I, so, go ahead. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I was, I was just going to say, so what, what would be like, you know, cause we have such a limited time and you have such an amazing wealth of knowledge around this and, and not a lot of people do. And I want to talk about your book for a little bit too, but mm-hmm. what, what advice would you give somebody today, um, to start, 
to heal their life when it comes to gambling. Um, do you find that the GA meetings, which is, I'm sorry for people that don't know, GA is Gamblers Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Are those helpful? Is it a community that you would recommend, you know, so they don't feel like they're alone? Is it therapy? Well, yeah, yeah, I think it's a little of everything. For okay. me, my gambling addiction was so bad, you know, to get to that blackness to where I you know, decided it was better off for me to not be here. Um, you know, uh, when it's that bad, um, I had to do anything that I could, you know, get my hands on. Um, Mm -hmm. so what I did was ironically my treatment (laughs) and my crisis center stays, uh, twice were paid for by the Oregon lottery. Um, yeah. And for those people who don't have insurance or don't know if there is a place to go or find help, a lot of your, in in the United States, a lot of your mental health, uh, behavioral centers um, for our veterans, which that's another area that's getting hit very hard with gambling yeah. problems. The VA does have gambling. You just, you talk to your VA, um, you know, caseworker. There is a treatment center in Ohio at a base for the vets to get help, but I went through, um, luckily, funding through, okay, I should back up. When you deal with the lotteries in each state, the, a portion of the profit go towards, has to go towards treatment. It's mm-hmm. minimal. Right, but it's mandatory. Yeah. Yes, it is mandatory and part of their licensing. So mm-hmm. my, my treatment and that was paid for by the lottery, uh, Oregon lottery, uh, through the state. And I did go, uh, I got, um, it comes with, you go to a group meeting every night. Um, you do, I mean, excuse me, once a week. And then you have on, um, one-on-one counseling and therapy. And then I actually worked another year with a specialist that was part of that program. It was, um, it was through Options of Southern Oregon. And he was actually an addiction specialist. And I worked with him for a year. Because okay. the second time I tried to commit suicide, it was due to, I wasn't even gambling, which is dumb, but it was, I, I committed a crime because of the financial devastation. Mm. I had never gotten that when you stop gambling, you know, usually your finances, it gets better and better. Well, I, I, I never got that in the, in, in the first Well, not years. true because it's a lot of people, true. right, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Okay. And, so let, just, yeah. just to wrap that, I mean, just to wrap up just that, mm-hmm. that question. So people know there's treatment available. Yep. There's, there's, you know, um, gamble gamblers anonymous meetings which gamblers, people could, gamblers anonymous okay. i learned uh-huh. early it was going to be for support and to be with my like-minded people sure exactly um, and then it, yes yeah. and so yeah. and another reason why i don't i didn't full i knew that a 12-step model was not gonna help me recover fully mm-hmm. and so you have to do other so, things which i tell everybody is just to try you know there, there's so many anything and everything and, yep. and there's meditation and exercise and other things to fill your time. So like, you know, with the gamblers I've worked with too, it's, it's, you know, at let's say a certain time of day is when they would come home or they would mm-hmm. go to the casino. It's to fill that time, find other hobbies, other activities, um, fill your life up with more, you know, healthy, um, you know, healthy yeah, things that you do. Healthy activities. The first thing I learned was I took to journaling like you know, uh, a moth to a flame. I loved, right, I used right. to write as a teen and, you know, and, um, that's kind of how, you know, my book wasn't written as, as to be a book. 
that all came later with God intervention. And mm-hmm. I wrote seven notebooks worth of um, writings of journals. And I went through every all the dark journals when I was in the crisis center and all that. All mm-hmm. that happened to become a, a book manuscript later on. But I mm-hmm. love journaling. It's very healing. It it helps you process, you know, in between your your therapy. I do do meditation, uh, prayer, um, mm-hmm. reading good books is powerful. Yes. Um, you know, just so many things. And then, you know, I don't say that I'm in recovery. I, I maintain my recovery while I'm living my life. Right. Oh, I that love is that how happen. I look at it. You know, yeah. we've got to go back and start living our lives again because, right. you know, gambling took all that away from me. Time I can never get back. Yeah. And also it sounds like, the, you know, gambling changed your values because, you know, the person you are today is not the person you were then and the behaviors nope. that you exhibited, uh, you know, back then or when you were stealing or whatever is, 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 is just a byproduct of, you know, the consequences that come with any kind of addiction. So that's right. Yeah, that's, I want everybody. You know, you're exactly right. Yeah. And ironically, mm-hmm. again, I was, um, my, my first part of my life was um, a little over 22 years in banking. And mm. so, you know, I was raised properly. You don't steal from anybody. You don't right. do things. I never stole a penny while I worked. I had to be, <laughs> uh, you know, it's crazy, yeah. you know, how ironic that I spent, you know, all those years in banking and, mm. and had to be bonded through, you know, a uh, police department. And, you know, here I turned around and did a crime, you right, know. Right. And so, you know, it's a slow this disease is very misunderstood. It's a very slow, progressive disease, mm-hmm. um, and especially, you know, financially. But it is it is devastating, and, and it's so exhausting, you know, um, having to run to the mailbox because, you know, you don't want your husband to see credit cards you opened that he doesn't know about or the bank statement or, mm-hmm. you know, all of it. The oh, lies. So much. It's, so much. It's shameful. It's embarrassing. Because, you know, you, you would you would you would never think that you would ever be, you know, this type of addiction. Um, right. Yeah, there's just so many misconceptions and myths about this, this disease, right. you know, and, and, it, and it could touch everybody. And it's all demographics. And it's all, you know, it's, it's men, it's women, it's all ages. And, and, and it is. And it's, it's really our youth, too, now is really yeah, becoming, I was going to say that it's yeah. touching on on our teens and especially our college age uh, kids. Um, yeah. is now, sure. is now becoming affected out of 16 point million, um, uh, problem gamblers right now in just the U.S. Half of that number is our college age kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, in my college, we had bookies and, and, and people were, you know, oh, yeah. fantasy football and, and sports games. Let's not even get into sports games and, oh, and let's sports not betting. Even get there yet. I that's know, a, but there's a man's thing. <laughs> uh, no, you but know? it's, a, but it's a big industry too, sports gambling there, and betting very and much things like so. that. And, yeah. um, yeah. And, you know, and there again, there's a lot of, you know, for me, I feel one of the things I learned is, with men and gambling, because when I first started Gamblers Anonymous, I have to tell you, there weren't very many women that were coming. Yeah. And it was due to... But now there I, is. I'm not, yeah, I'm yeah. not picking on the men, but, yeah. you know, their ego plays a lot into that and that boasting of, oh, well, I, I, I dropped this much. And, you know, we don't talk those war stories because that can be a trigger to a newbie coming in. Right, um, right. You know, let's, you know, we don't talk the numbers and things like that. 
Um, but it doesn't matter. It's not about the money. It's never about the money because the cycle of this addiction, whether you win or you lose, will keep you sucked in. Mm-hmm. It is. It if you're is. losing, it... you're out there chasing the money you lost to try and win it back. If you're exactly. winning and you're addicted, you're going to stay there longer and, and drop every single penny back. And mm-hmm. that's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, and... I know. And you're not alone. There's so many people. Oh, like this. So many. So Catherine, know, it, let's just talk about your book quickly because I don't, we don't want to, I don't want to, yeah. we'll have you back again because you've, we have to talk, we have so much more to talk about. Um, but I, I do want to tell everybody about your memoir. It's called Addicted to Dimes, Confessions of a Liar and a Cheat. And can you tell everybody, you know, where to find it and a little bit about it? Yeah, it's just, it was um, just quickly, like I, I said earlier, um, I actually read a newspaper article because again, this addiction is a hidden addiction, and it's also that plays to media, to newspapers. Nobody wants to write about it. And I happened to read an article. It lit a fire in me, and I had to see everything that gambling took from me. And that's mm-hmm. where the seven notebooks came in, and that's how my book became, you know, the memoir. And it it's available mm-hmm. at Amazon. It's available at Barnes & Noble. It is in the bookstore at um, from Advocate to, excuse me, from Addict to Advocate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's available at, in Recovery Magazine in their bookstore. And um, it's just, it's my life. But I wrote it with in-depth insight so that people can see how I'm a childhood sex abuse survivor mm-hmm. and um, trauma. I've been through trauma. Um, how, how all of this, the family dynamic, um, how you're raised, a lot of these things play into your roots to addiction, and that's mm-hmm. really what the book is about. It's it's how I became addicted, how I crossed into uh, addicted gambling, and how I began to recover. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And I just think it's very important that we share the whole picture, and that's what mm-hmm. it's about. And yeah. I was very surprised because... I I do share a lot of my 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 past family, you know, life and 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 the things that have happened had happened, and mm-hmm. that and um you know it's not to be voyeuristic, it's to be able to let people see that a lot of these things can touch one child, you know, it, it, but not touch another. Right. right but it right. was it was a lot of the roots to why I turned to addiction in the first place. Well, it's very um, brave of you to, to share it because, you know, it, a lot of people think they're alone in this world and that, you know, they don't, they don't feel like, um, anyone else could relate to what they're going through. And, right. you know, but what I've learned is that everybody has their own path, but most people, um, do share, you know, similar experiences on some level and that you could, and, and I, especially with gambling, I must say, I find having um, support with a peer or someone that's been through the addiction that maybe is more time and recovered or recovery um, around it is helpful for the newcomer because I, I feel like the newcomers in gambling, it's just like a, a food addiction. Like it's all around. It's it's really something that is not um, – you know, it's it's not talked about as much, and 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 the the awareness is not really there. So someone else that's been through it could kind of point out tips and tools and ways to cope with it. So I, I, I yes, yeah, I, I feel like yeah. yeah, 
I totally agree with everything. And I have to tell you the part that I really enjoyed about your book that really helped me the most was about that self-sabotage and, and, Mm. and things like that. You know, that area Mm -hmm. hit me because my mother used to tell me as a child, you know, um, oh, you never tell the truth or, you know, those kinds of things. And, you know, I made that reality of those years of them telling me, you don't tell the truth, you, you know, well, whatever. They, they created a narrative for you. It and, did. Yeah, and I yeah. made that reality come true through my addiction. Right. And I do. I said that in my book. I said, you know what? Yeah. I just, I just made it happen. I made mm-hmm. my reality happen. Something that I had always been afraid of and, you know, always um, seemed to be living my life trying to get that attaboy or we're proud of you you know, right. And, um, and I made that reality come true through that because Mm -hmm. then I used gambling as my coping mechanism and as my escape, Mm -hmm. you know, from those Mm -hmm. hurt feelings and again, wrapping it around, you know, uh, what you go through in life, those things can be some of the roots to why we turn to addiction. And it's important to know that many people can, can recover without knowing why, but I've, I've always been a person that I've needed to know, you know, right. what were well, some think, of those underlying issues. Yeah. And if we don't process those properly, how are we really going to have a well-rounded recovery? We can't well, do we it have without to, it. Right, right. And that's why we have to, we have to heal like the underlying wound. And the that's wound right. is, the wound is that self-talk and, and that injury that years ago was planted or, or, you know, injured. And then we have to kind of learn how to heal it. And, around the awareness of just like, that's not the story anymore. And I am nope. worthy and I am lovable and I am, uh, you know, someone that people are proud of and, you know, those kind of positive things, but, Oh, Catherine, we could talk. Well, I, I, I know it's, I can't yes. wait to have you on again. I just wanted to tell everybody you could find Catherine Townsend lion, um, on Facebook. She has a page, um, for her, her new book, addicted to dimes, author, Catherine Lyon. Um, thank you so much. You're listening to Rewired Radio on Radio MD. I'm Erica Spiegelman. Have a great day and stay well.